Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Moralia Python Radio. And tonight we are going to be going over, I guess we shouldn't say tonight anymore. In this episode, we're going to be going over, uh, <laughs> you know, Eric, when you've been to Australia, everything changes for you. Uh, it's, uh, I see you've come uh, around. Yes, I mean, it's, this is how you sounded. So it's, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now you sound the same. And now I sound, and now I'm one of those people. Yes, it is true. Uh, actually, I want to start by saying to all of our friends and people we know in Australia that's involved in the fires down there, stay safe. Yeah. And hopefully uh, you guys are okay and nothing happens to your your homes or your collections or any that's, of that stuff. That's some scary shit. I mean, we, we talked to Riley about the fires up here in, in, uh, in Cali. Yeah. Um, and we saw a ton of... Uh, I, a burn like stuff had clearly been on fire. Yeah, when we were in the Northern Territory, and apparently in certain areas they will just let it burn, which I understand is healthier for the ecosystem. But um, it, it, there's a lot of people that are, that could be displaced, and a lot of people who might lose everything. And and we we, we definitely hate to hear that. We hope everybody that uh, is in those areas gets out safe. And sound because, you know, possessions and other stuff that can be replaced, you cannot be. So uh, please go to a safe area and just ride it out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, tonight we're going to be announcing the calendar contest. Winners. And then we'll have them ready for Tinley and Chicago. Oh, <laughs> damn. damn it. Yeah, we really uh, are waiting until the damn. last minute on this one. <laughs> Woo. Cutting it by the skin of our teeth, but uh, I don't call that till December. If we're if we don't have to come back after the holiday show and announce a quick calendar competition, <laughs> um, I think we've we've won, ladies and gentlemen. So yes. it's all right. Yeah, true story. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go over that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, you know a, a cool topic. I thought would be interesting would be you know getting your collection together for a big trip like Australia. Um, me and Owen uh, just recently. Uh, it's yeah. only mildly nerve-wracking. Yeah. Only, yes. <laughs> only. And if you're like Keith, he, you know, had, you know, Bull ba- and I. <laughs> baby, babies being born while That's he was away. Um, true. Yeah. He had two uh, two litters and stuff like that. And how do you plan for that kind of stuff? Obviously, since we here in the northern hemisphere have now felt the cold, which yeah, dear wow, God. what an adjustment! Holy <laughs> hell. 110, 20. <laughs> yeah. Woo. This morning, I was like, wait a minute. This is just not good, man. Well, I need remember? to go back. <laughs> well, I got off. We got off the plane from Los Angeles, and I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. We walk outside. I'm like, dear Lord. Like, it's just. Yeah. No, it was bad, dude. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about some stuff like that. But one of the crazy things that I saw, and I haven't really been following anything too much on Facebook, but this just popped up in my feed, and I thought it was kind of crazy. I'm assuming this is David. I don't know if this is David or Chris, but I'm assuming it's David. He had a surprise clutch of southern scrubs. I mean, surprise. Yeah, How how does that happen? I mean, the weird thing is is that we... (laughs) Have you ever had a clutch of surprise eggs? No. 
Okay. Have you ever had a clutch of really, really late eggs? No. Okay. Have you ever had a clutch of extremely early eggs? No. Okay. Your animals are apparently not animals. They're robots. So, um, cause I've had that moment where it's like you open up the drawer and you're like, are, are you gravid? And it's like, you can't be. And then a month later there are eggs and you're like, what the hell? Like, and it's totally, it's like I had a coastal lay eggs in August. And it's like, that made no goddamn sense. Huh? Um, but that happens sometimes, but it is kind of, I imagine difficult not to notice a full, um, just a full pregnancy with that kind of stuff. I mean, like she did, did to when, I mean, when was the last time the male was in that cage? That's a good question, man. It is a good question. Cause it's like, if he goes a month ago, I'd be like, well, then I don't understand why you're shocked. <laughs> it's like, why, are you, why are you surprised? If he says like seven, eight months, it's like, yeah, I, I, cause I imagine this was an animal that they tried to breed and it didn't seem like it took, and they were like, oh, shit, and they just rode with it, and then X. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't spoken to Dave or Chris about this one. Now, I am no authority on this at all. You are um, not. I, yeah. I have not produced scrub pythons at all. I have kept nope. a bunch of scrub pythons, all different species, et cetera, et cetera, but I have never bred and produced a clutch of eggs. Um, but my question would be, do you think that maybe the scrub python breeders are maybe breeding at the wrong time? Because it seems, if I'm not mistaken, I think this happened twice before. Not a surprise, I, yeah. but a clutch. Like, is this considered late? Is this considered early? Early? Is this considered at the time? It's like I, I would feel that, and after us being um, over there, it's almost like what Keith said where it's like they're – we try to make their temperatures adverse to have them be like, ah, it's winter time now. Now you will go down for in temperature and that will stimulate you to breed. It's like, but in nature, it's like the temperature goes down. It's safe to come out now. And now it's time to breed because <laughs> we're not going to die in the sun. So it's like, I don't know if potentially you could kind of get the triggers to go whenever you want and breed certain Australian species the different way or a different time or a different season or by a different uh, catalyst, like a different trigger. I don't know. Um, so, I know of some people that have had eggs in Christmas time. Like, it, yeah. it, it's weird. I know chondros breed year round. So um, I would say that one of the main problems that there are with the scrubs, and we've talked about this a ton of times, is that number one, people tend to give them four years. And if they don't breed, ditch them. Yeah. Um, people get them way too big and i'm not talking like um <clears throat> lengthwise because i know they're very long-bodied and very large animals yeah but you gotta understand like a, a, a 10 foot scrub is not that thick and also it's like 20 something years old by the time it reaches 10 feet like it's it's one of those things where if you have a four-year-old that's 10 foot, you've, you, you broke it. It's a broken, it, it's broken. Right. Um, and it may never breed for you. And if it does, that could be detrimental. So it's one of those things where I kind of think that the scrubs are in that delicate balance of some people don't ever get them the appropriate size, weight, um, body type, whatever for breeding. And if you had that correct, they might breed, easier than people give them credit for much like how I think how uh, 
one of the reasons I kept failing at White Lips is I lo- allowed them to get too big. Right. So, yeah, it's one of those. <clears throat> yeah, I just wonder if, like, the outside weather is ultimately the thing that affects our animals the most. I wonder if, like... It's like the wet, like the drop of temperatures is just a. It's like oh, we're making you comfortable. It's mm-hmm. not you know, uh, mm-hmm. but like is it the, the 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 pressures from different storms that are coming through? Is it yeah? Is it the the day cycle or night cycle that they can feel? Because obviously, if you are outside daytime feels different than nighttime. Like it's almost like you could close your eyes and you could feel the difference between day and night. Right. You know, even if the temperature was the same, I would think you would be able to feel the difference. Is it, I don't know. Well, and also we have to deal with the fact that the animals that we have in our collection have been so far removed from the wild. It's ridiculous. I mean, true. this isn't like, we don't go, we don't. If, if these were like straight from the bush wild animals, I'd say you have to take into account everything that's going on in their natural range right now and I, try to replicate that. And I know you that know. I know that people say that, but at the same time, we still have like these, you know, uh, things that are built into our DNA that, right. you know, like you know, hunter gatherers did, and it like it almost affects us adversely because. Yeah. We are no longer gathering or hunting. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, some of us. <laughs> it is most it of is, us. You know what I it mean? It is very adverse, especially at work today when I beat a badger to death with a bone. Like it was very bad, and uh, I had to had to sit in the office for a while at HR. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to know <laughs> my personal problems. Um, but it's 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 just one of those things where it's like you're right, and also I know that the snakes will respond to storms because they'll do that in the sure. wild and it's something in their DNA. So maybe in the wild, they're responding to giant thunderstorms and here they're responding to snowstorms blowing through, but it's still a storm. It's still a chain, a dramatic change in barometric pressure. Correct. That triggers. So right. um, we're supposed to get snow Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. That's lovely. <laughs> so it's, it's begun. <laughs> you know, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Pick a direction and go. When you snow on Tuesday and then next week is going to be in the 80s, that's where I get mad. So, yes. you know, I used I use, I I used to hate mm-hmm. the, the fall and the winter with a passion. And the only thing that makes me like the fall or the winter anymore is, you know, breeding snakes. Mm-hmm. So it becomes like, you know, it's the time of year. It's, it's, you know, it, I think the, the easiest way uh, to think about it is like, we, we sort of say like, you know, follow the holidays. It's like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, New Year's, all those holidays seem to fall like a month apart and they sort of fall in the line with, you know, what you would be doing on those different, uh, they, it, it, they're good things the to help. Right. You know, yeah, they're, they're good things to help because, listen, I forget everything. So it's really good if I can just look at the calendar and be like, oh, Thanksgiving. Now, like, you know, I'll have 10 million reminders that Thanksgiving is coming up. There will be giant balloons of Garfield walking down, uh, <laughs> you know, in New York to remind me that today is Thanksgiving. Correct. And then I'll be like, oh, right, right. 
Got to start cooling the snakes. Like, that's fine. And also, there's tons of stuff around Christmas to help me get that in order. So it really does help yourself to get those markers. Like, I sat down and I thought that I was going to draw up a calendar of when everything was going to happen down in the snake room. Right. Just so I could have something to read off of. Right. And that's all fine and dandy if you're breeding one species. Right. I have to. I was sitting there and I'm like, well, I'll have to make sure that this date it says this for, you know, olives, timors, carpets, like, and I started grouping them all together. I had six or seven groups that I had to make sure that the temps were correct. Huh. So it's better just to. So I'm going to pick your brain on this. Go ahead. Go Go for it. Like, how are you balancing? Like, I could see you being able to balance pythons to a certain extent, but how are you balancing pythons and colubrids and, and nailing a hibernation and then you have Asian colubrids, which am I wrong that they don't get hibernate? They don't hibernate, right? Um, I don't, uh, well, the ones that I have, it's like, they don't hibernate, but they can also take the cooler temps like normal like they don't care right so um it's one of those things of like i could drop them down far enough to get the asian colubrids breeding but if i drop them down far enough to get the north american ones to breed in the meantime i can't drop them down too far because then the south american colubrids will not do well oh, so it's Jesus. one of you the yeah, south american in there too well, i mean it's, it's just don't worry about it so um <laughs> So here's the plan so far is that we're going to have three different zones. The main zone is the pythons, which is the carpets, the uh, water pythons, the roughies. Um, Yeah, they're all in the room, and they're only going to drop down to a certain temperature. Okay. Uh, The second zone is outside the room in the bar area where I have the olives, the timors, and where I'm actually going to winter the bread lie because the bread lie are going to go down to the same point that the olives and the timors are. Okay. that they're going to do that. Okay. Um, and then I have a third zone, which is my side room, which I have a rack of uh, 10 slots. And that's where all the colubrids are going to go that are going to be pretty much I'm going to pour a ton of mulch in there and I'm going to unplug the rack. And then I'll see you guys in a couple months. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. The only issue I have with that is that you cannot put Cal Kings together. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Just... Yeah. Worse than blackheads, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. But there are certain things that go into the certain rooms. Like, um, I will probably uh, keep the Asian rasnicks in with the pythons because I will hopefully be able to get them triggered without having to drop them down too low. Same thing with the Krebo. They're going to stay in with the python room and just not be on heat. And hopefully it doesn't get too cool for them. Um, the North American ones are going to go in the side room. Um, it basically, it's just a whole round robin craziness all over the place because I also have to keep racks. Um, I was going to try to keep like I always did with certain racks on and feed throughout winter. Okay. But there's this guy I know who doesn't feed through winter and his rodent bill is not huge. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> His yeah. snakes are smaller, but you know what? He his rodent bill isn't huge, so it's hmm. like, hmm. 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 And also, you know, then the babies grow up experiencing winter, and I don't have that nasty thing where it's like we're getting ready for winter and somebody's got the sniffles. So, um, yes, that is yeah. a, that's a huge advantage of of that system. Whoever yeah. that is must be a I don't know whoever that guy pretty is. Pretty intellectual I mean, guy maybe, or he's he just must think throwing about shit out at the wall to see yeah. what sticks. I don't know, but. Either way, clearly something's working. So, yeah. have you picked out all the pairs? 
Yes. So you've picked out all your pairs. Where are yes. you at? What's your total? I hate you. You're going to make me pull up the, far, the document. Yeah. Pull it up. Yeah. I don't want just talk amongst yourselves. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I want to say I'm in the 30s. Um, there are a few things that may have gone haywire because I didn't get to. There it is. Open. Uh, like, because I was assuming I was going to have Dermalboa. Um, and that project uh, <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let me see. So far, 32 pairings. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. What okay. if all 32 go? I, th- no, that's 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 an impossibility, sir. That's No, that will not happen. Also, I will cry. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, we're fine. We'll figure it out. It'll, it'll be... All 32 will not go. Because um, nobody ever gets... All of them. If I do, I I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It might be one of those like in fire sale, fire sale, fire sale. It's like you know. Um, but we'll see. Uh, just a quick thing. So with the carpets, um, Exanic Jags, Red Jags, Caramel Tiger Jags, Caramel Jag Exanics, HCQ Red Tigers. Albino Citrus Tigers, Russian Red Tigers. I got two clutches of jungles. I got a Het Stonewash thing going again. Then we have Womas, Ruffies, Timor's Olives, Corn Snakes, Karibo, Blue Beauties, Rana Rat Snakes, Speckled uh, Mad Hogs, Blonde Mad Hogs, Northern Pine Snakes, Het Albino. Yeah. Water Pythons. I didn't have the water pythons in here. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh shit! It's thirty-three pairings now. <laughs> it's, oh it's, man! Yeah. Holy hell! Yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's all right. I I'll never be successful. If I, God forbid, I ever become a, a successful snake breeder, I won't know what to do. So, um, huh? But we'll see. I have only fourteen. Yeah, but your fourteen pairs are all like. High value, high dollar. Like, you know, it's. Well, I guess it maybe depends on what you consider that, but like. Okay. Uh, so, all right. Well, all right. Let's play this game. Is one of them a poison ivy thing? One of them is, yeah. That is a high value. Next. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm doing uh, uh, poison ivy to a patch Kafka dark IJ from Luke Snell. That's, you're not going to do poison ivy back to poison ivy? Uh, and, and poison ivy. See, that's two out of your 14 that are high value. You have hypos. That's like another two high dollar, high value. It's like, come on now. That is true. Hypo <laughs> to a tiger jag, hopefully. A bailing tiger jag. That should be and, cool. And I'm like, I'm going to cross an HCQ with a red. It's like, I shut up, Owen. <laughs> like, it's Hopefully, Molly Ringwald goes. Um, she's, you know, going V. I don't know. I dropped I dropped off a red baby at your place last night. That um, that is true. By the way, yeah. I have to send a thank you to uh, you know uh, the other buddy, a AKA Francis, if you Francis, will. Francis, yeah. yeah. For let's uh, 
let's sit here for a moment and sing Francis's praises because he'll probably listen to this on a loop repeatedly as he goes to sleep. Yes. They're very, very good looking snakes. And he did a very, Excellent very job. good job. Excellent yeah. job. Yes. Okay. They are beautiful. Do not, do not text me after you're done listening to this. You hear me? Beautiful coast. I don't care. <laughs> so it's, but we will never speak of this never again. Never speak of this again. It will never happen again. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah. They're beautiful. Beautiful. They are. Beautiful. beautiful. They are. So. Um, so obviously I'm doing lightning line again. Lightning line jingles. Which that was good. I mean, that's that's a really cool kind of a thing. And, you know, it. You, so your collection has that thing where it's like, I want you to do it again because not because I want it, but because it's not out there. Like I, you need to be, you need to produce more lightning line cause they need to be dispersed out there so that it's not lost. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like, I like to make caramels. Like that's, there's nothing over here that is, there's no need. <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> nobody's sitting there going, God, I hope Owen produces more caramels. We need caramels. It's like, all right. So. I'm hoping that I get I have one, two, three, four, five just pop one carpet python clutches. Um I have a red, just regular red that came from Balin that's gonna go with uh the snake I call Akko. Um try to make some uh funky red coastals. Mm-hmm. Um, funky red coastals. <laughs> it's yeah. Um you know, I'm really debating on whether or not to do a bunch of morph stuff or not. I mean, I had a Gamma Jag lined up with a Caramel Zebra. Mm. Um, one thing, I do have a Tiger Head Albino to a Caramel Head Albino. Um, I do have a Baby Citrus Tiger that I raised up that's like got a beautiful stripe that I'm going to take back to the mom um, to try to get that color on yeah. some really nicely striped... Uh, citrus tigers and that's more or less it i mean i had an ivory to an ocelot jag so i can finally put that project to bed um i had an m pen to an m pen sylvester coastal i was gonna do gelatins again but i think i'm just gonna hold off on that i uh, i would just because it seems like everybody's like i want gelatins and then you're like they're for sale and then they all disappear but it's yeah. like you know, it, it's almost like with yours when it comes to if you do more morph projects, is remember you have to sell more, you have to do stuff, you actually have to, you know, uh, get them going. I think fourteen, and you're very good at getting like all fourteen to go. Um, it, I think you'd have a, a good uh, collection there to kind of let you go for the next couple. That, even I mean, that is a lot yeah. of babies. I mean, you did 12 parents. You figure 12, you figure each clutch is yeah. 15 eggs ra- average, right? So, I, I've, I've, I've had about 10, 11 clutches go in one year. So it's like 120 to 180 babies. To me, yep. that's a lot of goddamn work. It is. It really <laughs> is. I mean, and it's one of those things. See, like I... And kind of thinking with the whole, like, I want to just be able to have a good amount of babies to possibly offer for wholesale or trade or this, that. And the other thing to try to get this, the, these horrible serpents that have taken over my life to pay for themselves to a certain extent. Um, so that's why I kind of, you know, shoot heavy and know that I'm not going to get every single female. God help me for the day that I do. It's going to be like 400-something babies. And I'm going to be like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so yeah. close to finishing my collection. 
it's like I'm I'm so close, and I'd like 2020 to be the year where I just like knock them all out, and then I'm done, and then until some crazy carpet pops out somewhere, I'm pretty Owen, much until uh, Owen Pelly Python well, are available. And obviously, you know, <laughs> that, those as well. But uh, I mean, you know, like I have, I'd like to pick up a pair of blackheads. Yeah, um, I'd like to get some Western Stimson's pythons. Yeah, um, whether it's the whatever line, Justin, I know Justin has three lines. I probably would prefer the wheat belts, but I would, you know, just to have that species. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, roughies. I'm working on it. I promise you'll be the only one that I'll allow to leave. Let, to, you are the only person that I would allow <laughs> to remove rough scales from my house. Right. So there you go. Fair enough. Everybody um, else can go to hell. <laughs> and I'm trying to think what the other one. Oh, uh, I had to add pygmy pythons back in. Oh, God. And um, after that. Oh, and of course, gammon range carpet pythons. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty much. I mean, maybe thing here or there. But after that, I'm pretty much uh, um, done. Yeah. So if I could add I mean, that, then then I could feel like, you know, this is the year I want to try to like uh, up the, uh, get my caging together. You know, when I was at Crocosaurus Cove, I had all these ideas going through my head, and mm-hmm. I took so many pictures of the environment to try to do, like my idea was is that if I cut back a little bit on numbers and make that second room that I haven't made yet, but make that more of like a display room. Yeah, where I could display all the different species of Australian pythons, um, and have it in like, you know, again, I'm not doing bio or anything like that, but like naturalistic setups, where it's like, you know, zoo quality, if you will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I was talking about when I was looking at like how difficult. I kept asking you and Keith, like, how difficult would this be to build? How difficult would this be to build? And you guys are like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> guys, I want to recreate the Philadelphia Zoo reptile house in my basement. <laughs> how hard would that be? I'd be like, it, it's going to be pretty fucking hard, Eric. Yeah. It's like, it, but I get that where it's like you want to have something interesting. Like, I really do enjoy going downstairs to where the olives and the Timors are because they're big, beautiful wooden cages, and there they all are kind of hanging out um, sure. to the point where I wanted to add the lights and the shelves in there this winter so that I can have they can kind of have more. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I'm getting ready to – I got to move my Chinese king rats out of the cages that they're in because they got too big. You know, if you feed uh, – an Asian colubrid, they grow very, very quickly. <laughs> so, um, oh, wow. okay. yeah, I need to move them into these, like, uh, I, I bought these like two, two foot cages at Hamburg, um, which is weird. Like my entire room is like my four footers aren't exactly four feet long. My three footers aren't exactly three feet long. And then I have these two footers that are almost kind of three feet long. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, why can't I get normal size cages like everyone else? <laughs> so they don't um, quite fit. No, actually they fit perfectly right on top of my baby rack, which is where they are. But I'm running out of space, dude. Like I'm already tapped. I need a building. A yeah. And, <laughs> and, and when I do build this cages in the room there will be a cage left for owen pellet python in case they ever show up so it's already built into the plan it's just like if they ever come 
Here's mm-hmm. a cage. Otherwise, this is just a big waste of space until I die. <laughs> but yep. either way, I'll be prepared. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I'm I'm excited about this breeding season because last year I only did two clutches, um, and uh, I I am most excited about producing something other than carpets which i'm gonna take a shot at children eye so uh, yeah okay which anteresias that's super easy to breed so it's not like it's any major accomplishment but it'll but be a box checked for me it's something different <laughs> and it's like well like uh, you, you master carpet pythons and then you step um you, you kind of still like i i got carpets to breed and then I just took a sidestep and worked on bread lie. Right. And you know, that's fine. If you have success, that's awesome. If you have multiple years of success, that's great. You know, um, I'm just hoping to have, like, if I had hit every single clutch that I got last year had had viable eggs, I'd have 75, 76 babies downstairs of all different stuff. Right. Which is about normally where I'm at. About I, I I can sometimes get close to a hundred, but it's usually about seventy, eighty babies, which gives me a good plethora of ones to wholesale for food. It also gives me the really nice ones to hold back for myself, and it also gives me a few nice ones to let go. So, I want to have everything prepared so that by twenty twenty one, I want to see what it's like if I. I want to see like what the potential is if I bred snakes and and like I want to give it a whole you know 100% type of deal where you know I'm I'm really trying to push to sell stuff and all that kind right. of stuff and see where where the like how far I can take that you know Are you doing that as a potential to see if you could do this full time? No. What I'm okay. what I'm driving for is is that if I retire early, mm. that's right. Is, I forgot you're getting old, so you yeah. know, it's so about that time. That's the hard. advantage that I have that you yeah. younger people young, don't. Young people don't. <laughs> you know, it's for once it finally came to an advantage. I, Aha! I, I suppose yeah. <laughs> you win this round. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I get that. And it's like, and that's what I always say is that eventually I'll just retire and play with my snakes all day. And that's all I want. So, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm so close. I, you know, to me, I mean, if all of a sudden I was making, you know, $200,000 profit breeding snakes, of snake sales. Yeah. Then I would be like, Okay, I'll quit my job. But if, so would I. <laughs> like, um, I think probably great. most people would. <laughs> I'm just saying you're shooting a little high there, buddy. I mean, um, well, I'm just I'm I'm pulling out a number out of the sky. Like what, I love how you're like you're like I'm thinking about breeding like ten clutches to make two hundred thousand dollars. I'm like I'm about to do thirty three in hopes that I can get three hundred bucks a month. <laughs> like. <laughs> So I can pay for rodents. It's like Jesus. Yeah, and that's the we other thing, man. So like, far off. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to do this to pay for rodents, but the more snakes you get, the bigger your rodent bill is. The bigger rodent bill is. Like, so I know. It's like and it's never ending cycle of. Also, the bigger the snakes you get. Listen, 
for what I feed a freaking retic, I could probably feed a carpet for its entire life. Probably. <laughs> Holy shit, man. I know. Yeah. You know, when, when you start talking about food items and they start saying, well, we'll charge you by the pound, it's like, hmm, I have entered a world I don't want to be in. It's like, I'm like, how much do you charge for rabbits? Oh, it's this much a pound. A pound, you say? Normally, I just get... Like, how many are in a bag? Right. It's like, yeah, it's like, that's not good. Well, I guess if you had Owen Pelly pythons, I would imagine that you're feeding it pretty pretty substantial. Pre- I mean, maybe well, no, remember rabbits, Gavin's, small rabbits. Well, remember what Gavin said is he had a lot of problems with his Owen Pelly pythons because they like bird. They're a bird eater. And he was like, and he would do chickens, but they don't like chickens. So it was one of those where he had to get... Um, uh, like the invasive like dove or bird or something like that. Right. And then you'd have to feed them to the Owen Pelly pythons and you would stitch it to like a rabbit right. or something. So like, the Owen Pelly python would be like, ooh, bird. And like, this is a really long bird and it's somewhat furry. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. How can wait this, a minute. This, it's like, <laughs> this texture all of a sudden changed. It's this a... <laughs> doesn't gel. Oh, well, keep eating. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like that. So um, I imagine that in certain instances with certain very large-bodied animals or large snakes, it it, it works. But, um, you know, it, I think you can get by with other stuff. Like, I'm seriously considering that uh, when my rethics start getting a little bit bigger, that I'm going to start actually going to a lot of the uh, animal auctions out here because they do a lot of poultry stuff. And I was going to see if they had any you know, larger adult chickens that they'd be willing to just gas for me. And then I was going to use that because if they just eat a chicken, like, you know, that's fine by me and I don't care. Plus that's going to be cheaper than uh, a freaking rabbit or whatever else they're feeding. And I hear guinea pigs are even more expensive. So, yeah, I'm hoping that I don't have to deal with that kind of shit, but you never know. You never know. Never yeah, no. say never. Well, but, you know, l- listen, if you ever say never on this show, they'll bring it back in a recording and throw it in your face. That's what we do here. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. I'm i sorry. I was muted as I sneezed and <laughs> you were oh, like, I was waiting. That's what happened. I was <laughs> waiting for a witty. I No, no. I waste my good. No, move on. Done. I so thought, I, I, I no, thought I'm going to appreciate it here. <laughs> I'm going to edit in a train whistle. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Every time there's an awkward silence. Oh. Damn train. Always, it's always nearby. <laughs> Even near train tracks? It's like, it's, <laughs> no, but it no, but doesn't matter. It finds me. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Um... <laughs> So, so what's the most? An- Obviously, roughies are the most anticipated oh, I, for you. Even asking that question, right? Okay. Um, well, no, we did say. Remember, um, roughies are above all and everything. So it's the most anticipated clutch. They're not even included. They're above it. Okay. Um, <laughs> besides the roughies. Beside the roughies, dude, I'd love to get the Womas this year. Womas, um, okay. Just to just to nest, I'd love to get the Womas, the Timors, the Olives. The waters. I'd love to get something other than a carpet python, um, and uh, the Womas is mainly because um, the male, 
there are a lot of doubts here about how how good that male is. Like he's he's very gung ho about breeding, but he will not produce viable eggs. And it's just like, all right, dude, you huh. get one, you get one more year, dude. Like he will spur that female so much and all over her to the point where he actually does scale damage from her head down to her tail. Like you can see where he's been just spurring the hell out of her. Oh, jeez. Um, they'll breed like crazy. And then two years ago, I got a clutch, and the eggs, when I candled them, were bright freaking yellow and no veins at all, and slowly everything crashed. Um, this past year, they bred like a ton, but she didn't even lay any eggs, um, which this year was weird. This past year was weird, so I don't put that past anybody. But he's got one more goddamn year <laughs> to get his act together. Because <laughs> clearly one of them isn't in here is doing their job. Like, she laid eggs, dude. Like, where are you? Right. So, um, huh. That, uh, I wonder if it's a timing thing. Do you keep them together all the time? Hell no. They, she is a, they, they're both, they're both insane about food. Yeah. Like. It's dangerous to go in that cage. Yeah, I know. I, I know she's gravid because she lays there and let me lets me pick her up and hold her. Right. <laughs> it's just like all right. Clearly something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that would be cool. I'd love to get the team wars, the olives. I'd love to get the blue beauties, the Krebo, um, the rhino rat snakes are going this year. Um, and then the carpets, I have. Uh, an Exanic going to a caramel Exanic ja- a caramel Jag head Exanic, so so possible uh, caramel, caramel Exanic Jags. Okay, that um, and then I have a caramel Tiger that I produced going to a caramel Jag that I produced. So I'm looking forward to that. The Russian Red Tiger female has kind of got a little bit of a sniffle going on right now. So I'm trying to get her better. But it might be one of those things where I might have to hold off on the pure Russian Reds for one more year. Right. Depending on how she goes. But he is ready to go. So I might put him to a Tiger just to get outcrossed Russian Reds out there into the world. Um, gotcha. But we'll see. Um but yeah, dude, it's it. I'm terrified to put the reference together. <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. I'm just like, uh, ah, just, they'll be fine. No, yeah, they'll <laughs> be fine. gonna be all right. They'll be fine. <sighs> yeah, I but guess no, it's gonna be cool. Yeah, I guess my most anticipated is wow, poison ivy stuff. Obviously, well, yeah, because that's a payoff that you've been what like. 22 years when you were a young man, you decided to start. <laughs> well, it was only 18 years. Oh, oh, but, oh, uh, it was know, I don't, I don't want I don't want to take credit where credit is not. Due, I know. You know right. I mean? I mean, good. Lord. <laughs> and then Molly Ringwald, I would like to, uh, to you see don't read that. Jason Bailey is just going to kick in your door <laughs> and take her. Like, yeah. it's just like going to be one of those things. She, she, she is definitely ready to go. So she, yeah. I mean, providing that, and and the good thing is is that I guess this is something I don't know if we talked about this on the breeding episode, but like mm. having multiple males in case your male doesn't do the deed. So if for some reason that V just decides like no, I'm not. Yeah, you wanna? It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have a bale in red. Um, that's uh, just a straight 
red coastal. It's beautiful. Nice. That would go with her. And I was almost tempted not to even do the Jag thing, mm. but I know how pretty V was. And to be honest, I would probably sell all of those and just keep the Tigers. Um, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, well, and that's the thing is that even with Molly, you'd be surprised of how those um, how the how the Tigers will turn out. I mean, because the Jag does help organize the stripe, too. I mean, with, especially with the bald back that V has. I mean, yeah, he's almost a red Tiger Jag is what you're looking at with him. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. yeah. So. So. I mean, is it going to, you know, how much more reduced would he be? You know what I mean? So I don't know. We'll see. But Who knows? Uh, Let's give it a shot. That's the cool thing about breeding when you don't know what's yeah. going to come out. That is the part that I love is that the eggs hatch and you're like, ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. a good one. I mean, it's the it, it's it's the pipping. It's you see their heads and you're like, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then everybody emerges and you're like, well, that one was a good one from like the neck up. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, but then every once in a while, the one that you picked out comes out and you're like, oh, I was right. <laughs> oh, you're a good one. Yeah. So good um, pairing. Good pairing. Yeah. Good yes. pairing. I, I do a good job. I get two <laughs> yeah. animals the where I wanted the rest crap. Right. But it's like, it's, it's just the way it goes, the way it goes. Um, and, it does pay off eventually to the point where you have these animals where you're like, wow, I got all the good shit. It's because I kept all the good shit because I produced all the good shit and then sold the rest. It's like the best thing is that you're you get first pick. <laughs> it's yes. Like, oh, I love that more than anything. It's like, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I get to pick the first. One these, of these these are mine. The rest of you can have these. It's right. like. Uh, and 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 I've said this before on the show, and I completely agree with it. Keep one point one of every clutch that you produce for at least a year. Yeah, you can always sell it. You can always sell it as a oh, a former holdback. People love that shit. Um, but then also you have the opportunity to potentially, um, if you want to repeat the pairing, uh, you have potentially pictures to show people of older animals that are still sure. in your possession. Yeah. Um, you also have the potential of when you repeat the pairing, replacing the animal that you spent the year raising up because um, its sibling is better looking. I bred Echo one year and I kept a pair back. And then I bred Echo again and Echo died before the second clutch hatched. Right. And the second clutch hatched and the male that popped out of that one was stunning. Gorgeous. Way better than the male I held back from the last year. So I'm like, all right, you're out. And I sold him and kept the new one. And that was Soundwave. And this is his first year breeding this year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. So, um, and I'm going to take that. I'm going to take Soundwave and throw him to a tiger. Um, oh, no, I was going to throw him to the uh, Lemke Coastal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's which cool. I also produced, which is this is a fun part. I produced all of these things. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I made all this shit. It's like, yeah, that's that's the part I love is that, you know, I don't have to sit there and be like, you know, this animal was produced by so and so. No, no, I made it. Yeah, that is cool, man. Like when you have your own uh, when when you're able to breed the animals that you produced, it's. You know, you're now dealing like I don't know. There's this, there's a level of uh, 
comfort there because it, it didn't come from somewhere else. You know exactly what happened with that snake from the minute it pipped out of the egg until mm-hmm. the minute it, you know, locked up with, you know, another snake. And uh yeah, it just it, it just gives you a sense of I don't know if control's the right word, but you you know what I'm saying. It's just Yeah, like, I know. It's your it's, collection has a certain level of control to it. Exactly. You know? It also gives you a certain <laughs> uh little level of pride and all this other stuff cuz I mean raising a baby animal like a hatchling to adult size and then getting it to reproduce is freaking awesome. And that's like, you're walking on cloud nine right now to produce, to raise a baby that you yourself hatched. Like it's been with you since birth um, is even cooler. Cause right. it's like, I was successful in breeding and that's what made Eros and Eros is breeding. And that's what made this thing and that thing and this thing and that project. So it's really cool to have your own animals be the ones that produce your further lines and your further generations. Um, it's like I'm sitting here and I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself because I'm going to start taking pictures and listing the uh, head stonewash babies. Right. I haven't picked which ones I'm keeping yet. Oh. So I need to sit down and think about what I'm doing with the stonewash project because right now I have – one male stonewash is hanging around here and I should really pick 1.1. Now in a couple of years, when I have an adult het stonewash male, why do I have him? What's his point? What's his purpose? Is he going to just, do I breed him with something or do I potentially keep a het stonewash female and try to get a, uh, another, like, the thing is, I don't want to breed siblings or father to daughter. So, realistically, do you go and try to find a uh, somebody else who has het stone washes and trade? Do you mm. go If you and... only knew somebody that had hypo... Stop it. Het Stop it. Wash. Stop it. Stop it. The Bread Life Project was going to be, like... <laughs> The breadline was going to be one, like, pair <clears throat> until you fucked me on that. Yeah. So it's like, of course, I say that. You handed me a stone wash. Like, you, very, very horrible definitions of, like, you screwed <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't understand that. Somehow um, you like, ruined my like, day. <laughs> like, you're handing it to me. I'm like, you bastard. It's like, it's, um, I don't understand that one. But, uh, it, you know, I do know some people that have some head stone wash babies that might want to trade just to have different bloodlines and that's fine. Right. But you know, as far as different bloodlines, how far do you want to split the hair here? They're all LASIK. Most likely LASIK line, unless they were outcrossed with something else like the hypo. Um, right. But the, uh, the realistically is a part is if you raise a, I don't want to be where you were with your like het stripes and your stripes stripes and all that. Exactly. Yeah. I have a visual male. Right. And for all intents and purposes, Raptor is a very healthy, very young, breedable proven breeding male right there's no point in replacing him right now especially not with a head right so the main thing is what i'm thinking about doing with the bread lie is talking to somebody trading and getting either a het stonewashed female or a stonewashed female to raise up and to be a potential mate for raptor later on that's it yeah i don't really see a purpose in raising a het to breed to my other normals here, that's dumb because you're going to get possets and other crap like that. Right. And I don't see any reason raising up one of Raptor's daughters to breed with him. Um, 
See, I, I just don't see it. So as far as I'm concerned with this holdback stuff, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep any of the head stone washes. I think I might try to do a deal with somebody uh, who has some headstone wash or a stone wash to try to do a trade. Right. So if you're out there and you have headstone wash females and want to like swap, uh, message me. <laughs> so, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause like uh, Ryan and I did that with the head exanic stuff. Um, he gave me hundred percent head tiger uh, as part of a trade for some posets and a few other things. So, you know, this way it was like an even trade, um, but we had different bloodlines, different stuff, different diversity. Okay. In the genetics, and that was cool. So, right. um, and eventually when she's old enough, I'm going to breed her to my Exanic Jack. Okay. So. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. I like it. I think all these things through. You write them down. I just think about it and then, like, either don't follow through or forget about it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just kind of write it down and sometimes still forget. I, know. <laughs> I didn't open this part of the quill book. Uh, you know, <laughs> Damn uh, it. crap. I, this page is stuck Damn together. It. Damn it. <laughs> page 78 and 79 are together. This Damn quill ink. It <laughs> sticks together so easily. Yeah. It's a true story. It's, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, <laughs> life is hard in the in the Shire. You know? It is, I imagine, <laughs> so hard. Yes, yeah, yes, it's true. Um, so here's a question. Yes. Now that you're back from Australia, yes. have yeah. you looked at your collection differently? Is there anything that you appreciate more, or uh, I can appreciate a lot of them, especially with the stories that some of them might have. Like, and I can appreciate the ruffies more if that were even possible um, yeah. just because of the like meeting Gavin and talking with him about uh, all the stuff he's going through with the Owen Pelly Pythons. It's like, yeah, that was turn the, turn the wheel back a couple years and we'd be right there with the rough scale pythons. Um, I can also appreciate um, a lot of the animals that are just in the collection where it's like, if at, if at one point somebody didn't make the decision to send these animals, great, 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 great grandparents to the U.S., these would not be here. We'd be missing out on this. Right. A carpet python could be as rare as, I don't know, other Australian species. Like, this, it's, it's really cool with that. And also, a lot of the, um, maybe not an appreciation, but definitely a better understanding of how U.S. herpticulture is there's a lot of stuff that we're not talking about or focusing on or realizing that this could potentially be a problem. Um, how so? Well, the blackheads. Okay. So we have blackheads from, like, what, two, three lines in the country? Yeah, I think Something so. like that. Yeah, it was probably. And, and their their range, according to other people that we've talked to, is massive. And... Potentially, we're looking at several different subspecies of blackhead, or at least localities, maybe not subspecies, but a bunch of different localities of blackhead. But at one point, it was a blackhead, and who cares? Blackhead's a blackhead, a blackhead, and a blackhead. Right. So it's like eventually, how many times are we going to go round and round with the genetics that are in the same pool? It's something that we've kind of never really touched on a lot, is that how concerned are we 
that eventually we will hit a point of high water mark when it comes to Australian species in the U.S. of that we're not getting any fresh new blood into the projects. Well, um, yeah, that's true to a certain extent, I think. Um, but I think also, I think that, you know, at least the impression that I got from Gavin is that, you know, I, specifically with the own Pelly Python, he's trying to get it outside of Australia. Right. Not necessarily into herpticulture per se, but, but somewhere yeah. things have a tendency to sort of, you know, once they go into uh, like the portal the zoo sector <laughs> or something like that, sometimes they kind of trickle out. Obviously, there's so many different lines of snakes that come from from zoos, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I I think I I. I for the life of me, I can't understand the the reason why Australia wouldn't export, you know, captive. And I'm not talking about wildlife. Mm. I'm talking about, you know, now that you know, and and maybe it's because you know, again, Australian herpticulture per se is sort of in the would you say like adolescence type of stage you know what i mean like right, you know right. i think there's more and more people that seem to be uh jumping on board which kind of surprised me when i learned that from when talking with gavin because mm-hmm. i kind of thought that if you lived in australia you were kind of in just into reptiles by default you know what I mean? well, you, <laughs> you, know what you I mean? remember we pulled up on those two guys in this like their, their truck had like giant wheels and a snorkel and we oh, yeah, roll yeah, up yeah. and they're like we don't have no idea what kind of snake that is they were like we're like what it's like, <laughs> wait a minute are we being punk wait you're you're australian don't wait like you know is the yeah. like it was a night tiger and they're like we didn't know we don't know what it is we don't we're not gonna touch it we're like Right. Huh? And we pick it up and move it off, and it had already been hit by a car or something like that. But it's just like there are people who are into reptiles, and then there are people who are not. It doesn't matter where you freaking live. Yes. And it also depends on, like, I believe that everybody who should have a working knowledge of the animals that they're going to find outside. Like, if I walk outside my house, I want to be able to know that this is, oh, that belongs here. It's not dangerous. Right. Oh, that belongs here. It could be dangerous. What the hell is that? Like, yeah, there's like that kind of things. Like, sure. so most people don't know that. I mean, how many times do we have to hear about people in Pennsylvania? They see a water snake and they're like, clearly it was a diamondback rattlesnake. And it's like, uh, wait, <laughs> it was a garter snake. Wait, it's only wait, like it's like a garter feet. snake, and it's yeah. like ah, they're like it had a hood. It's like what? It's <laughs> that that happens, and that happens everywhere. So you know. Yeah, I I just I don't know I don't I I'm hoping my hope is is that one day that uh, and and I guess it's everybody's hope probably that listens to the show that's here in the U.S. or outside of Australia is that one day that they sort of open up that export of you know um, not wildlife like no but that's the that's that's a huge distinction between the two like but I guess what I don't understand is because well clearly we have it in the hobby as it is so clearly it 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 got out it got out so would you rather them come and take from the wild or would you rather them take from you know captive you know even uh, then would you rather have it be 
shady kind of business dealings with a zoo somewhere and somewhere in Europe that paid the money to one person to get the animal out, bred it, and then they make all the money because they're allowing people to take them? Or would you prefer that, you know, somebody like Gavin Bedford makes the money off the animal that he is producing in Australia with the permission of the Aboriginal tribal leaders with money going back to the tribes? Like, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> like right. it's Well, like, I mean— And you... I understand that. And, and shutting down—like, I know the understanding is that they're worried of potential smuggling, uh, stealing of the animals from the wild, and blah, 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 blah. Just because you made it illegal doesn't mean that the smuggling isn't going to happen. As a matter of fact, I think it happens worse. If it was a legal way to do it, yeah, well, people would do it. It's worse on the animals because the animals have to be, you know, live and in those conditions them. for well, what? Well, how long did it take us to get back? 24 hours? So, I don't I mean, remember. You know, <laughs> yeah, horrible. right? Uh, but, you know, that's 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 can be stressful and whatnot. And I, I don't know. I, I just think that, that then they could turn around and, and even if they taxed, think about that. If Australia taxed us outside of Australia yeah. for, for importing animals, um, from their captive bred population of, of reptiles licensed breeders, yeah. from licensed breeders and et cetera. And, and you, they took that tax and put it back into the environment or, just into their infrastructure of, you know, given, I don't know, whatever, whatever they're struggling with in Australia to, you know, um, then that way, um, the people that live in Australia aren't necessarily taxed. It would be us paying that tax. You know, would, I, you, I, would you fly to Los Angeles to pick up a box of Owen Pelly pythons coming from Brisbane? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I gotta go. You're like running out the door. Oh, let me think about that for a second. Um, yeah, it's, it would be very cool. And also like, I mean, we've talked about it where certain species of animal that are almost like island species on the mainland aren't affected by a lot of that stuff, but certain things with giant ranges, I mean, I think we're getting to the point where there's a reason why every single jungle is black and yellow. It's because we've bred them so intertwined and combined to get to the black and yellow. We're at the point now where it's like how much genetic diversity really is going along with those animals. Yeah, and, you know, the the thing of it is is that if you really look at it, like a lot of the morphs that come in, they are different bloodlines. Mm -hmm. So... Like a lot of people that poo-poo that, I think that's sort of what gives, uh, you know, at least with carpets, sometimes that extra, that it extra helps. punch. So, like, if you just look at bread line, there's what? There's there's price LASIK, bloodline. There's LASIK bloodline. There's uh, a Fours bloodline. There's the Harris bloodline. There's a Hypo bloodline. I mean, that's five different bloodlines of... Of, uh, of they can line. all be intertwined, intermixed, and stuff like that, and that's fine, right? And you know, but then you look at something like, say, uh, IJ, where wild animals are still coming in, that's the most diverse carpet group you can get at as far as genetic diversity, sure, yeah, which is why the colors are insane, even from different animals in the same clutch, sure. But like jungle, we have pounded jungle into the black and yellow dirt, and zebra was the last jungle thing to really pop up that was pure jungle. Every other jungle morph has been mixed with coastal, diamond, whatever the hell. So 
eventually what do you, when like because remember how i didn't i didn't pay to get into jungles i didn't buy those crazy babies and i started getting animals that were dealy scattershot and this that and the other thing and it's like eventually i think to a certain point we're all going to start crossing the same bloodlines of jungle there's no you know we we we, we kind of were pursuing bright yellows and clean blacks so much to the point of like how much folding in of jungles have we done i mean eventually like we have those moments with a certain bloodline or a morph where we realize that we've gone too far um ij's when the granites all popped out with no eyeballs we kind of realized we kind of went a little too far there with the whole breeding sibling to sibling mother to father stuff like that and we had to outcross outcrossing has led to healthy normal baby granites that actually have much better colors than some of the ones i originally saw right so you know eventually we're going to get to a point where jungle is going to have to be outcrossed a little bit i know certain people want to keep like palmerson away from other stuff and just keep it over here as palmerson but eventually you are going to have to do some outcrossing just to keep the bloodlines just keep the genetics diverse well i think that the at least in my mind, how I kind of juggle that is, is that I, I, I kind of like to do both. But to mm-hmm. me, like I, the thing that drives me nuts when you're breeding a, like any locality type uh, mm-hmm. of snake to a non-locality type of snake, they seem to still put that locality name in the in and it, it's not anymore it's, it's no, you, not a locality it's, anymore. On, it's now coastal yeah i'm sorry correct like yeah if you if, bred a palmerson to a gelatin it's a jungle it, it's just a jungle carpet it might even be a cross <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it because, might even be a what have you done it's yes. like yeah it's um but uh you know You've 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 taken everything away. Like if you bred a Rockhampton to a Port Douglas coastal carpet, to me yeah. now you got a coastal carpet. You don't exactly. have anything other than that. And and but you'll hear like Rockhampton, you know, Jag. I'm uh, waiting for it. Yeah. So well, I, actually, I'm believe it or it. not, I mean Rockhampton's been around for a long time. There ain't a lot of people that bred any Jags to it. Listen, listen. <clears throat> In my I mean, I'm greatest, sure it's been done. No, no. In my greatest of opinions, there are the coastal itself. The co- what we look at as a coastal carpet python is so much a mixture of different localities and bloodlines that we have no fucking idea it's in it. Yeah. Like for all we know, the original jags popped up from Brisbane's. They did. Or I know. <laughs> so it's like I was an example, um, but it's like for all we know, some of the other animals that have been involved with the breedings into jags. Because at one point it was, you took a jag, you bred it to a coastal. Yeah. That was it. It didn't sure. matter what it was. Right. So how much Rockhampton blood is in that? What the hell is in tigers? Like the original tiger line, we have no idea what those animals were made up of. They okay. could have been Port Douglas something or others. So at this point. The crazy thing is, is I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think the idea is they come from Atherton. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah. And I. I I don't know if that's true or not, but it's something that I read. This, and This is devastating to me, <laughs> so I don't know what but to do here. you could find, I guess, you could kind of find. That's that's the thing about coastals and jungles, man. You know, it's 
it makes it difficult oh. where one stops and one ends. That's sort of what like we were talking about and like some of the um, conversation that we were having with Gavin about, you know, when you were talking earlier about, you know, different subspecies of blackheads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, where does one population begin and this next one, like, look at the difference well, in have... the children's pythons that we saw. Right. Like, just look at the difference in how far did we drive? The, A like, mile? <laughs> maybe. It's like, but then there's the blending zone where it's like, yeah, okay, so. Sure. I imagine with the blackheads, like, say you have a blackhead that's got, you know, a certain type of banding and color, and then eventually it starts blending and fading, and the bands get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually you get those blackheads that have, like, black backs and giant bands, and that's all on one end. But there's nothing to say that a blackhead encounters another blackhead. They're not going to just breed and have babies. So, like, eventually you do have those intercrate zones in between. So as far as... It's very hard. It's very difficult. And again, after a certain point or at a certain point, nobody cared. It was a coastal carpet python or it was a carpet python or it was a whatever python. It was a, you know, they shoved it in a bag. So, you know, who knows? No one knows. And we all just assume. So it's almost funny to think about it that way where it's like, I would never breed a something, something to this. That guy's probably already been done. It's just nobody realized it. It's sort of the idea of what's happened with chondros. I mean, careful. You know, it's like <laughs> it's one of those things where like they get mad at us when we do this. I, so I know, I know, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't anymore. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I know don't, if it's I don't care because of, of my age. I just I don't, I don't care. I I really don't. Um, but. In fairness to them, you know, uh, when, you know, they were first breeding chondros, whether it's Trooper Walsh or Eugene Bissett or, you know, whoever you want to say it was, that they were just happy to have successfully produced chondros. And I get it. You know what I mean? These chondros came in. They came in. Who cares what it is? It's just here's a chondro. Here's a chondro. Boom. You know, and out comes these. and I swear that's why you can't understand, um, you know, the genetics of uh, chondros. It has yeah. nothing to do with magical tree dragons. It has to do with the <laughs> fact that they're freaking hybrids. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and it's also when it comes to their scale coloration, you know. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. think about trying to wrap your head. Think it. Just think about this for a minute. I'm Think about the waiting. first time you saw a Carpondro. Oh. Right? Let's just say yeah, let's okay, let's yeah. just say for the sake of argument, right? Let's just say that carpets and chondros are the same. And you put these two together and out pops this snake. Is it a new morph? How do you reproduce that? You can't reproduce those. You get looks that look the same. You get mm-hmm. some that look this way and some that look that way. They all look amazing. You know, they all have pretty colors to it and pretty patterns. And some are bright, vibrant yellow. And some have, like, black fish netting across of it. Right. Some have blues. Some have white. Some have black. Some look like a jungle carpet that, like, got a little too much white into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. they have all these different looks, but you can't reproduce that. You're not going to be able, you can reproduce the Jag part of it. I've seen people make them with caramels. They can reproduce that because that's actually genetics. It's not, 
you know, it's not the fact that you took two species and you bred them together and out pops this crazy new species. It's, 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 and to me, that's why you get things like the sickness and, and, you know, and I'm not, please, I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm just saying that in my opinion, that this is why you get that. And this is why you get these things that people like, well, if you have these parents and these parents and you put them together and maybe you'll get a blue animal, <laughs> like I, I, I maybe it'll that. happen. <laughs> I <hate that. laughs> Hmm. Or maybe, maybe or, it'll turn green. Or it's it could again. be green. It's uh, just a no, shot. In the it's just it got ten grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah, I think I, I honestly think that that's that's in my opinion that's what's going on there. Because if you look at Carpondros and you just sort of tried to look at it in the same uh, same lens, mm-hmm. you're never. I have so many different pictures of a Carpondros. And very rarely do they look the same. They look similar, yeah. like color palette or, you know, color tones, patterns, but they all look crazy. They all look wild and crazy. And like if you just sat that on a table and didn't tell anybody anything about anything and just sat that on a table, you could pass that off as a new carpet morph, but you'd never be able to reproduce that. Right. You know, right. so I don't know. To me, it's it, and then unfortunately, I guess we sort of fell into that with the you know a, a, quite a few things. You know, I think I think retic people have done it. Um, mm. You know, now they're finding more and more different subspecies and different species of retics. And well, think about it this way: how many subspecies or species have just been just just got ground up in the morph machine? Well, yeah, and that's sort of. That's why I used to get so upset about the whole holier than thou, how dare you, you crossing carpets, you piece of crap, you. And it's like, I'm just sitting back and I'm looking at all these people that are judging, like somehow they're better. And I'm like, you're doing the same goddamn thing. Well, I love it because the... The taxonomy changes and we find out that ever well, half the people have been like, oh, shit. It's like, um... I think the one group of snake people, and I don't know if it's just because they're just difficult to breed or whatever, but the one group of of what I'll consider in the Morelia family are the scrub people. Mm. You don't see anybody taking a bar neck and putting it with a southern. You're not. They just. You're don't right. Do that. You're you're right. You're right. But now split the hair. Do you see anybody call, people cross uh, Jayapura with sarong? And to me, that's closer. You know, it is closer. At least you're but, looking at northern animals, but but it all depends on where you want to split the hair. Some people that's fine with. Other people are like, no, you got to breed jays with jays and sarongs with sarongs. It's like, but even that is kind of bullshit. But, it is. But it is. It's complete horseshit, and it changes every time. Plus, several people go, look at that, look at it. It's a kofayu, and it's like, how the fuck do you know? Right. <laughs> But, yeah, because then you look at Dan's video, right? He found yeah. one in the wild, and you look at that video, and it's like, huh. Don't it don't really... look like a Kofi. Like... <laughs> it don't look like a Kofi. Yeah. I don't, everything, I don't understand is, why everything it's... Everything is fucked. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's... But at least, at least if you're going to, at least with the scrubs, right, we have label. It's it's sort of the same thing with chondros, right? You you have right. a roux, and a roux has a certain phenotype to it, whether Be it's careful. from a roux. It's a roux. 
or We're not. Careful. There's a root type one, a root type two, and a potential a root type three. Yes. Bad, bad. All right. Bad, let, bad. Let me, let me back that up. All right. Uh, so, well, I was talking about a root chondrus, but. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I thought you were talking about scrubs. <laughs> but I'm saying if you if you look at an aru chondro, right, you're right. going to look at it and you're going to say, okay, it has a short, stubby head, tail looks a specific way, usually has very right. blue, is very blue, blah, blah, blah. The green looks a specific way. And you're going to look at that and you're going to say, okay, you know, this type. Even if it came from a different place, we're calling it a roux. So this phenotype and this phenotype, sort of what we call a roux, I would breed them together. You're, right. You're probably going to be okay and it's safe. Close. You're 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 putting effort into it, and you're trying to justify it as opposed to being like that's what like the scrub a snake. Guys do. It's a, yeah, that's what the I scrub got does. I got it. I got it. You know what I mean? It's it may be total bullshit that they're but that but they're at least we're trying to adhere not, to the bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah, you're Jayapura. It's not a Jayapura. It's just you know. It's, well, I love is it. Think about this barnack. Uh, now, do you remember how nuts we were about Oxible? Yes. And then. Like they changed names and a bunch of other stuff and became more readily available. And now it's just like, oh, whatever. What do they call them now? Northerns? No, they call them Highlands. Whatever. <laughs> um, so they called them Highlands. But it's like people don't understand. It's like we were we couldn't even touch these things for the longest time. And then it became available. Sure. And now it's like, oh, it's a Highland scrub. Oh, no, I already got one. Or yeah, not really. It's. It's just nuts. Well, it's 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 sort of like that thing we always talk about. It's that thing you're chasing. Are you chasing mm-hmm. it because you can't have it, or are you chasing it because you really want it? And like trying to figure that out, and at least inside my head, is a difficult thing, man. Because sometimes right. I want what I can't have, but like when I get it, I'm then worried about what's the next thing. And sometimes that yeah. chase is 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 better. Um, Chase is fun. The chase and is to fun. me, that's why I love the Australia trip because it sort of mm. puts that fire out. Like it does. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we chased an Owen Pelly. We fucking found it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, we got it. Now we need to find an olive python. And didn't it's, get the olive. I yeah. know. But I'm just saying, like now you, there's there's another chase to go and 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 find right, and it, and it and it takes that away. Like I went to um, Oaks was this weekend, and I'm at Oaks and I'm walking and there was a female gold face white lip and she's eh, she was about a year old or so old, right? Gorgeous gold from the from her back of her head down to her body, down to, down to her tail, and I'm like, eh. Nah, I'm I'm good. I don't really need to. I don't really want that. I'm I'm good. Like that. Like we were talking about with your stuff about adding a certain number of animals. My only mission next year is to complete the white lip projects again. Right. Is just to do that, and that's the only money I want to spend. So, um, it's think, just one of those things. I think, unlike you, where you're trying to tie up your projects, I'm going to let go of the ones that I don't have paired. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I think that might be a Popwin Python, like an actual quote unquote yeah. Popwin Python, um, the Angolan. Um, right. Because I lost the male because it wouldn't eat. And I think that just puts me where I really should have been all along is Australian pythons. It's kind of what my collection is about. I have a huge focus on carpets, but, 
you know, all the other stuff that I have and stays around and I still love and I deal with all the time is all Australian pythons. And to me, that's my happy spot. So yeah. it, it took me, what, I've been trying to do this since 2008. Yep. <laughs> and here we are, 2020. Um, but that's kind of where my... But you kind of have to do that. So, I mean, you have to you have to give the chance. You have to try everything, and then you can come back in because then you can be like, when somebody comes up and you goes, "Yo, you want this?" You'd be like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, and I yeah, exactly. Adam, I'm good. Right, yeah. you know. And I, I did. I went through a lot. Well, we both did. You went through yeah. that. I went through that. I remember when you were on the scrub kick. You were adding scrubs like fucking. You I had know, like... dude. I I I. <laughs> I got slugs out of tannin bars at one point i was breeding them it's like you know yeah. it no it's and you know i'm i'm not even thinking about adding colubrid stuff like people are like oh you're gonna get this i'm like no like somebody offered me a pair of baby uh cave dwellers right and i'm like eh, there's such a big snake and i already have the, the i already have the blue beauties and they're already cooler so i'm like eh nah i'm good thanks yeah. Or, you know, people are offering me um, Western hognose. And at one point I was just like, yeah, I should get a couple pair of Westerns and breed them. No, I don't. I, at this point, I'm looking at my empty bins and I'm like, I have no need nor want to fill you. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah. you're, you can stay empty. It's. I know. almost feel like, too. I mean, we've talked I think we talked about this at many points in Australia or on the plane or wherever. Mm. But like the whole idea of like not really wanting to vend shows anymore. Oh, no, it sucks. Like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. You know, I want to sell snakes in my pajamas. I don't need to go. Stand <laughs> yeah, show. exactly. Like it's if like, I, I want to go to the show, I want to go and have fun. It's well, sort of like we were talking about that with like you know Tinley. We're like Matt's gonna be so upset because we're just gonna fly into Tinley Park. <laughs> Uh, at least Joe right. and Melissa will be happy because they right. exactly the they can keep going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll just we'll just fly into Tinley Park, rent the car, and meet those guys over at the uh, over right. at the hotel. We'll Woo. split the hotel with Matt. But yeah. you know, how was that thirteen-hour drive? That was nice. That, that it's sucks. like and it's and really even still, to... you know, I would love to go and vend behind Matt's table and help him. You know what I mean? To me, that would, I would be fucking too. badass. I'd be like, I'd be like wow, this snakes. is awesome. No pressure. <laughs> Somebody's going to walk over there and be like, I'm interested in blood pythons. I'm like, these snakes suck. Here's a pop copy of the complete carpet <laughs> python. And that's when Matt will tell me to go away right. and never come back to his table again. Right. So, but, you know. Uh, but, uh, can I talk to you about roughies? <laughs> can I talk, you don't want these. Let's discuss rough scale pythons. Yes. But Matt doesn't have roughies. I know someone who does. And yeah. he's like, I'm actively taking like customers down to a different table. It's like, yeah. Um, you better watch, man. He might breed those roughies before you do. <laughs> That's sacrilege. I don't know. His might be up there. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter that they're the same age as mine. Oh, my God. Know, the same age as mine. I don't know. Uh, I might have to go to Matt to get my. <laughs> how, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I might be dead by the time you produce these ah, things. Well, you had a long run. <laughs> Fine. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, these are things that I think about. Like, do I? And I used to. I remember Hesham. You remember Hesham from Magic Carpet yeah, Pythons? He, he's doing. He never vend shows, but now no, he's but doing fish. But back when no, he did carpet, the stuff. shit he's doing with the um, custom tanks and stuff like that, cages yeah. too. Yeah, I think he's Damn, got a dude. show on Animal Planet coming up soon. I'm not, I might be. Really? 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like, what? Really? Oh my god, watch this shit out of that. Yeah. It's like, all right, no, never mind. But um, no, that's cool though. I mean, like, and you got to think about it. Like, yeah, some people don't do shows. And to be honest, I really love the idea of that. I can sell three snakes, like via email online during my lunch break, and then go back to work. And it's like. Whatever. So uh, you, you, it depends on what you feel like doing. I enjoy going to shows. I really do. But it is a hassle. It is a different thing. And certain people aren't cut out for that. Um, certain people are. Certain people love doing shows, and that's all they ever want to do. I've done it. I've traveled to White Plains, Poughkeepsie, Tinley Park. Um, I've done Maryland shows. I, you know, I've done New Jersey shows. It's... Right. I've done shows where it's like they they build it as the largest reptile show in Lancaster. And it was me, Jason Balin, a few other people and a shit ton of parrots. And it's like, this sucks. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a grind for sure. It and, is. And it some is. people love it. And, uh, you know, the and, more and more I think about it, like, uh, you know, every time you go to a show, you put your animals out there. People want to freaking hold them. You don't want you don't want to be the jerk that says they can't. And then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's always know, like and, a kid who wants to hold your jungle carpet that bit you four times when you were putting it in. And they're like, can I hold that? And you're like, no, I'm like, you know, it's only for customers who really want it. Like, you know, it's. Speaking of which, speaking of kids, you yep. just you just triggered something. Smack in my the head. children. What? Yeah. No, no, don't smack the children. Right. Bill Stiegel. What the heck, man? What an awesome thing he did for that. A heart of gold, that horrible man that punches people in the face, or I'm sorry, um, puts them in chokeholds <laughs> and spikes Howard Redding in a in a you know uh, <laughs> on your front lawn like <laughs> I'll drives him. Yeah, Bill, I was looking to I was willing to overlook all of those things that Owen just talked about and just oh, yeah, give I'll, you the I'll, highlight I'll... of you know you 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 made a little girl's birthday wish come true and gave yeah. her a white snake. But clearly sweet. <laughs> the man tried. We're going to focus me, on <laughs> the man tried to shave me. All right. I don't know why you think he, I, I mean, he did a great thing. You know, what it's is, just an old, that's an old man trying to buy gotta, his way into heaven. I, I mean, like, I know you and the reptile and chill guys, you all bond because you have these bushy beards and all, but they, like, they, 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 they told me if I join their podcast, I never have to shave. And, you know, I can say all kinds of horrible things, but yeah, <laughs> you could never give our secrets away <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know where the bodies are buried. Mm, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a really good thing. And it's really cool seeing that kind of stuff where you share your passion with somebody who's in the, maybe the younger generation. And I've, you know, I've given animals away. I know you've given animals away. Sure. Um, I met somebody this weekend who uh, uh, the uh, young boy and his father who apparently attended Carpet Fest and they got some jungle ju diamond jag from you and they toured your oh, facility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they want to come check out my place, and I'm like, sure. I just have to clean it. No, <laughs> like, you know. Um, but it's like it, there's that kind of stuff where anytime you can share the passion with somebody or at least try to give somebody a little bit of a, a, a helping hand. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's he's a cool kid. I like that for kid. especially deserving people. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm going to give a snake to the guy who's got eight snakes and just doesn't want to pay me money. Go to hell. But like, you know, it, no, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 you're you're just a jackass. But right. um, 
I get that because, you know, you get somebody hooked in and clearly that little girl loved she was really, really looking forward to that animal, and hopefully that breeds lifelong passion. Sure. Maybe not just for snakes, but for animals in general, and that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, kudos to you, Bill. I, Good job, Bill. Yes. You you get a Morelia Python Radio Gold Star. Those are very few and far between. We don't nearly give them out, being that this is the first one. So... <laughs> we'll have to come up with a sound effect for that, and I'll I know, edit like it in. I know, just twinkling. Like... Bling! It's almost like the, uh, exactly, the more you know kind of. Yes, that's yeah, exactly what I thought. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to find that, and that's what's going Thank in. Thank you. That's all I ask. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, I love these little edit sound effects. Yeah, we, we can do so them. much more now. It's yes. like, you almost want to run up to Bill Stiegel and zoom in. Bill Stiegel, you just gave away a ball python. What are you going to do next? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Why are you here? Okay. <laughs> Owen? Owen? <laughs> Shave his beard! <laughs> Hold him down. Like, yeah, Quick, kids, grab his feet. Pull him down. We almost forgive Bill for the fact that the Southern Carpet Fest has died and reemerged as the Southern Condro oh. Fest. Ooh, you're going here. Okay. I am. All right. I am going. I've decided that we're going. I've decided I've been quiet about this. The gloves are off. Okay. Listen, you. (laughs) So listen, you people down in Texas. It's carpet fest. God damn it. (sighs) That's all. Moving on. (laughs) A little little twinkle again. The more you know. (laughs) More you know. (laughs) Fair enough. Um. All right, so I guess at the closing of the show, we're going to name off the calendar winners uh, right. of 2020, and uh, we'll we will put these up on the Facebook page so you can come and look at them. They will also be on the website, and they'll um, also be in a fun calendar that you can buy because yeah, that's the whole point of this. Correct. So, so um, as soon as we have it together, obviously, if your yep. name is picked, you, you get, get a, a calendar. One. And right. you know what we didn't pick, Owen? We didn't pick Morelia of the Year. Yes. So we'll have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, as All right, we we'll do that. Go through here, but uh, okay. So, but uh, like you said, if you get if you uh, if your picture is selected, you get a calendar for free. If you want a calendar, uh, we'll tell you guys when they're ready. You contact us, we send them out. There is international shipping on the calendars, so if you want anything anywhere. Just contact myself or Eric. We'll set you up. There's going to be a limited amount of these things printed, so do not hesitate. Um, They're very cool. I have mine hung up in my snake room all the time, and I'm constantly making notes on it. As a matter of fact, the one, the 2019 sitting right over there because I was looking at it the other day to try to figure out where I was going to start dropping temps on it. so, uh, but you guys submitted a ton of really great pictures and it was very hard, uh, this year to pick them out, but, uh, I think we can have a pretty good calendar this year. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, the Bolins, uh, I'm just going to go down the list we have here. Right. On. So, yeah. uh, the Bolins Python winner yep. is, uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Riley Jimison. So, yep. um, obviously for me. I, I personally love the black, um, yep. especially with the mirror shot from beneath. I think that's just fabulous. And uh, we never had a baby in the contest. Yeah, that's the cool thing is that it's a it's an inherit it's a normally a black snake, 
but it's a little neo, so it's not got its full adult colors, but it's hanging on a bunch of black glass with this dark background, and it looks really well, and that's kind of what we always wanted for the calendar is a really nice put-together professional shot of the animals that doesn't look like it's in a tub around like shredded newspaper. Like it's something different. So it's a very good shot. Riley's very good at those um, kind of studio shots, which makes me very jealous, but um, yeah, definitely a cool animal. Um, I don't even think that's uh, used taking that for a friend of his or something like that, but that's a really cool shot. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not, not, uh, it's cool to see, like I said, the red Neo. Um, mm-hmm. So the next category that I have on the list is bread lie. Yep. And we were back and forth with this. Uh, we argued a bit. The three of us. But, uh, <laughs> obviously, we ended up going with uh, our good friend, uh, Nipper Reed. Um, yep. Because, I mean, that's he just. He threatened a... to punch us. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that thought it was a great body yeah. <laughs> shot. And the one thing I do like, and Owen, you said that somebody contacted you earlier about this, is that it really shows the contrast between the top half of what a bread lie looks like mm-hmm. and the bottom half of what a bread lie looks like. So the tail right. is typically darker and you can really see this in this pick. So yep. that's why it's I, very cool. I, it's one of those things where it's like, you always want as much of a body of the animal in just to kind of show this off. Cause like, if you only had the first section of that bread lie in that picture, you'd miss the really cool contrast of between like its heads resting right on its tail. And you can really see that, it almost looks like there's two different snakes in that picture. Yeah. Um, and that's, what's really cool. And I do love that about bread lie. Yeah. All right. Next up is the coastal carpet category. Um, and, uh, I think we all kind of picked something different on this one. So right. ultimately we ended up changing that and we went with Ryan Dumas and his, uh, adult male rock Hampton, Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the cool thing about Rockhampton Coastals is the head stamp. Yeah. I mean, that is their signature. That's why they look so badass. And yeah, man, it's it's a perfect uh, shot of exactly that. So Exactly. So it's really cool because the thing's amongst grass and it looks really kind of naturalistic. But the, the head stamp of the Rockhampton just kind of sticks out. And it's almost like that's really draws the attention of why it's so different print than other coastals um so and, and we we also saw i think jason brumley had another rock camps and coastal uh up there a smaller one and it had the same almost kind of head stamp so it's really cool to see that and how it differs from other coastal carpet pythons but i really liked the adult and it's adult colors and patterns it's like classic coastal to me so yes all right yep. next one up is the darwin carpet python category yep um personally i would have liked to have put the picture that we found of the wild one uh because i think that thing was we can't but i told you the reptile and chill guys have a calendar competition we should just bombard them like i mean like we should just go nuts oh yeah all the all the eb morelia all the rogue reptiles all the morelia python radio pictures we should just bury them (laughs) win every every single category because we got pictures for days like you know come on may not have a beard fellas but i can grow one but you (laughs) i don't even know where i was going with that it's salt (laughs) pepper it's a salt and pepper beard guys it's quite pleasant it is Mm -hmm. yeah yes Mm -hmm. i am uh quite the silver fox when uh, the beard (laughs) 
language said, to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might not be like you, uh, you know, orangutan type of guys oh, with that orange, orange going on, you know, but, but. I definitely have the silver fox going on. It did so. look weird when you were like getting this like five o'clock shadow, like after like four days. Like, hell, <laughs> oh, hell like, is this crap? Wait a minute. <laughs> when did Derek's dad get here? Oh, shit, dude. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why it doesn't grow in. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> back to the Darwins. <laughs> Where were we? Yeah, yes. um, the Darwin carpet python. Uh, we chose, uh, I'm gonna let you do this cause I'm gonna shy away from damn it. Go it. Ahead. I knew you were going to do it. I thought I was like, damn, he's going right for it. All right. I'm not even going to say nothing. He's just going to go nope. right for the name and then like nope, fall I'm, flat nope. on his face. Nope. I'm tagging out. Like, no, oh, I'm going, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All Thank, you. Thanks yep. there, buddy. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jason, I'm sorry if I pronounce yeah, this Yeah, no, we're just going to apologize. Yeah. I am just horrible with names, but take a high she whatever cool he knows <laughs> just take a high she yeah take a high she yeah I, okay. but yeah his uh close up of the darwin carpet head it just seemed like it was something straight out of the wild almost like it was in a book so it was really really cool for that yeah so perfect uh scalation you know sh- is shown in there and you can really get a feel for uh what the head looks like for a Darwin carpet. Next up. And I dig the colors on the neck. So next up was diamonds. Diamonds. Um, <sighs> and diamonds this... is hard. It's always so hard. And Greg shows up and just hurts us. I mean, everything's so pretty. But we had to go with um, Sean Armstrong's, <laughs> the... Uh, one that he helped relocate that was on like a tree branch. Yeah, that was cool. It's a wild diamond yes. and it looks great. And it's just chilling on a freaking tree branch. And like you half expect to walk up on that thing. Like that's so cool. Hundred yeah. <laughs> so, percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what more can you say? It's a wild diamond python. So, but that's so weird. Cause think about it. If you saw that thing at a show in like a 45 gallon tank or whatever the hell, as they are at shows. Would I you would, even give it the time of day? Would I? Yes, I know you and I would, but would other people? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I know Rob sent us some 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 pictures today. I'm I'm not I don't even want to talk about that because um Rob sent us some pictures today. You are correct. Yes. Some pictures. Right. He's constantly ta- he's taunting me he's, with these pictures that he won't say. Well, here's the thing, Rob. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get it out now before we get the chondro. Yeah, we want to see the croc shots. God damn it! <laughs> Just give us some, right. so we can show them off. <laughs> Owen really wants to see what it's like floating around in a tank in a saltwater croc. <laughs> Oh, I'm sitting there today. I'm like, fucking should have gotten the picture package. But it's yeah, right. Yeah, we like poo pooed that real quick, right? We're I like, know. No, we got Rob dull. Stone and his fancy yeah. camera. You know, we don't need that. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yes. God damn it. Uh, anyway. anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay. So next up, this is probably always the most difficult of the categories because chondros are just so photogenic, man. I mean, they're, 
they're pretty easy to take a picture of. Um, let's be honest. I mean, they don't move, but it's on a stick. Listen, guys, if you, if your chondro was on a piece of PVC pipe, it almost, it it almost immediately got disqualified. Come on. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and there are some exceptions. Like, we could crop some of them because some of the ones that we got, like a couple from Pedro, were just yes. beautiful, insane animals. But yes. it was like, uh, let's see. Well, you know? look, in the evening, there were some of them, like, you know, all right, so uh, a few of them were on, like, coat hangers, but they were, like, black coat hangers that really kind of almost looked like a stick. Right. You could show that off. Some people took pictures of them on painted PVC in a flower garden, as Bill does with many things. Right. Um, you know, that's fine, but if it's sitting and it's clearly in a cage on a PVC pipe, it's like you're you're not even, come on, guys, a little bit more effort. That's all I'm asking, because they're gorgeous animals. Gorgeous animals. Just yes. put the little bit more effort because there are people out there who put who, who pulled the snake off, put it on a tree branch, stuck it in sunlight, made sure it had some really cool nature stuff in the background, and then took the shot. And it, that's going to trump you every time. So, so anyway, yes, I sort of won with this. You did. One. We argued. Um, we yeah. went back and forth, <laughs> and um, I'm going to say. Uh, the underdog of the Contra world, the High Yellows, mm-hmm. stole the show. Uh, yeah. Mark Hager's Sundance, his High Yellow male, awesome looking snake. I mean, I don't understand why yellow Contras are not more popular. I don't either. I, I just like, don't get it. I, I don't get it. There's the Canary Island ones that everybody was all insane about for the longest time. But then nobody really did anything else with just straight up High Yellow. And I, honest to God, love a ton of yellow with a little bit of green. Yes. They look really, really pretty. Yes. And that's what this snake is. So, yes. Um, it's, uh, and it's on a natural stick, and it's not in the typical chondro pose. It's all spread out. It's yeah. almost like hunting. Beautiful or like snake. Somebody, or somebody really made it mad by putting it on a stick. It's like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. So, you know. It has a little bit of an attitude. Oh, yeah, I'd be yeah. mad, too. It's right. fine. It's good. This and Mark Hager's an awesome guy. So He's a good yeah. dude. So it's cool. There we go. Good job. So congrats to him. All right. Next one we move on to is, oh. It's my favorite category. It's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> the Popwin Carpet Python category. And I'm sorry, I, I had this picked from day one. Actually, you're a sucker. There was two in this category. Yeah. Well, there was quite a bit, but there's two that let, like I went back and forth with. So I'm going to say honorable mention first, and that's Good. Tony. Um, yes, the his, one in the grass. His high orange one in the grass. <sighs> that was That's a nice, I nice do love that one, yeah. Popwin Carpet. However, yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to beat cats (laughs) and those baby. I mean, he knew how to play the game, man. Yeah, he he knows I'm a sucker for the IJ maternal incubation. I mean, come on. And not to mention the fact that babies are sitting on the coil. I mean, yeah. uh, And they're so they look so different from their mother just because baby IJs are like red and stuff when they're born. It's like yes. they're, they're, they look so much different and it's awesome. Yeah. Lots of cool shots, but Steve Katz, he, yep. he, he, he took, took that one. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to let you do this next one. Um, it's the <laughs> inland category. Um, uh, I know inland. you've been waiting to announce this one. So go so, ahead. <laughs> uh, we inland, there's a lot of good inlands. Um, 
we've had some ones in the past that have been absolutely gorgeous and, and I do wish we kind of had a little bit more to pick from. Um, but I definitely, we, we kind of decided on, uh, Dario Omen's, um, Mog line inland. That was, it looks like he's in a marijuana plant. <laughs> <laughs> So we <laughs> that 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 had weight that had nothing to do with why we picked it, but it's yes. like it it was a really cool picture. He's almost like he's kind of sneaking through the grass uh, or the the plant itself, kind of peeking out, and the light does kind of highlight his uh, coloration. And he's a, it's a really cool looking animal. And Mog line are definitely my favorite inland line. Yeah. So uh, that it's just a really cool looking animal. So we definitely chose that one. It was almost between, it was really between his two shots of like that one or the other one that was on the sticks. Um, but I think we decided that the one on the inside the vegetation looked just a little bit cooler. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, next we have, um, the jungle. Um, and we went with the pure tiger jungle. Mm -hmm. Um, so, People are going to get so confused with this in the U.S., but this is actually from Australian lines. Yep. Um, and what almost really kind of looks like a citrus tiger type of deal. Um, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, they're like basically a striped line of jungle that they're working with. And mm -hmm. um, they call it a tiger jungle. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that line, I could be wrong with this, but I believe the Tiger Jungle's Roger Lester is the guy that maybe first produced those. I'm not 100% with that, but I know he's known for his Tiger Jungles. Um, and this one in particular um, looked really cool. So Emma Zemak McEnemy? Enemy? Sure. Yeah. Roll with it. She knows, yeah. <laughs> so it's, sorry um, if I screwed that up, but uh, we'll get that yep. right. Um, it was her pure, pure tiger coastal. It's really cool. Or jungle. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> um, she and I. Uh, I mean, you went through. You you kind of picked the tiger. I actually picked her Palmerson jungle, and then you and I kind of went back and forth with that one, and then we kind of decided to settle on the uh, uh, pure jungle tiger. They are both really, really cool looking animals, and it's. Again, it's the whole like they're really cool because we can't have them kind yes. of a thing. So it's yes. like, yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. it, th those are that's and it's something different, you know. It's something different and something cool to have. And um, for all we know, people are going to be looking at the calendar and they might change to the jungle month and be like, "What the hell kind of a jungle is that?" Right. So yeah, jungles the way jungles are supposed to look is that what that is? Oh, that's no. so sorry. weird. I'm sorry. See, I'm sorry. Yeah, but how many Too people? <laughs> how many people in the jungle? category tried to play you because i got one two I, I got two i got two maternal incubation shots here. yeah but see they put they they picked the wrong subspecies yeah <laughs> they picked the wrong subspecies no cigar yes, sir yeah, yeah. it's it's like breeding man you have to hit three of the triggers in order to get success yeah they've only hit one so yep. you don't get success so no until next time oh <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just full circle all around tonight. I'll let you do the uh the Thank Ruffy. You. Um Ruffy. Ruffy's next and this was so hard. I mean, I love it that we're starting to see more baby pictures of Ruffies as more people get into them, more people have access to them. It, it's really cool. I mean, it's not like the same four people every year anymore. Um and uh Susan uh, Mandel had a 
picture of a baby rough scale coming out of the egg with its tongue out. And it's just like, oh, God, <laughs> I couldn't no more. Just that. Just give me like it's and it's such a cool looking little baby coming out of the egg, too. And uh, even with the the egg crate stuff in the background, it's just that cool of a shot that uh, totally overdid it. So, well, yep. originally, I, so I was torn between th- three different picks. One, the first one was a Peter Nash. And yep. the reason I liked his picture is because it highlighted the Ruffy's blue eyes. Right. And the and, uh, shield. And then I liked his second picture because mm. it was just basically a picture of the entire head scalation and that big scale. Would you call that like an ocular scale? Is that what no, you call it? I don't know. I've heard shield. I've heard ocular scale. I've heard big head thingy. Like, I don't know. Sure. One. The big thing yeah. in the middle of its head. The head, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it highlights its eyes. And it highlights the jaws. And, like, you know, but when me and Owen were going back and forth, I kind of agree that the one coming out of the egg, that's a pretty goddamn cool shot. And yeah. it reminds us, um, which we'll have to put that, like, when eggs are hatching. That will be the month that <sighs> eggs are hatching. Because... No matter how many times it happens to you. I love it so much. Yeah. Once it happens and you start seeing little snake heads pop out of eggs, it's such a cool feeling. The whole day gets better. It's <laughs> yes. like you're like, dude, how many times have you been going to work and you're like, I'm going to check the eggs and I've been checking them every day for a week now and I'm going to, then I'm going to go work and you see like, as you turn on the light and you see like one little head, like or nose poking out. Yes. The rest of the day, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get yes. home. Like, it's yes. like, I, I want to get home. Yes. I want to see you pipping. Yeah. I want to see what's coming out. Like, that's the whole day. Eric, the building's on fire. Okay. I don't All give right. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, right? I'm just going to tell the story real on quick. Fire? <laughs> no, but the, almost as bad. Oh, good. Um, you know, I, well... I walked into a story from the previous night at the end of the night where a guy came in and he was drunk and <laughs> he was there with his friend and his friend wouldn't control him. And the other guy was trying to control him. Um, our LP was, you know, like loss prevention was, was right. trying to get him out of the store. The manager was trying to get him out of the store. Couldn't get him out of the store. The guy's making a big scene, right? Screaming and hollering, every possible curse, everything you could imagine coming out of this guy's mouth. He won't leave the store. They call the cops. And the cops have to drag him out of the store. So that's what I first dealt with in the morning. And then okay. I'm like, okay, I only got a half day today. What more can happen? Oh, 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 no, 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 you silly oh, you man. Said that out loud? Yeah. Um, so they haven't been able to get the roof right. Uh, we've been there oh, for two right. years, and the roof has been a total cluster fuck of a mess that you can't uh, – it's just a mess. Anyway, they we're working on the roof today. They accidentally cut the refrigeration lines. <laughs> it would be the equivalent. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there for my reptile people. This would be the equivalent of like being in the middle of a ice storm, right? And, and your power line gets accidentally oh. cut because, I don't know, your wife was doing something and she accidentally like cut the power line. <laughs> it's like... Oops. Oops. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. That was fun. 
So it was a fun so, morning. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm mad that I wasn't called and you weren't going to be like, yo, you got to get down here because I'm, I'm giving away ice cream at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we have a lot of tricks up our sleeve to, you know, minimize that damage, but it's still a pain in the ass. So eventually they did get it back up and going. But, uh, but I digress. Let's go back to Scrub Pythons. Right. Scrubbies. Um, so for scrubs, we went with uh, Rob Christian's uh, scrub, but he had two. Right. Um, and the color on the oxible uh, oh, is amazing. It's on a hook. But it's on a hook. Uh, so we Georgia's went, animal. Yes. We decided to go with the Prada Barnack because it's in a tree and... Who doesn't love a good barnack? It looks like it's hunting something yes. like you. It yes. looks like it's hunting you I'm from hunting the tree. Hobbits. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I oh my look. god. Look, it's yeah. a fresh hobbit. He's just coming to the show. And it's a and it's a gorgeous barnack. And I and I've met Rob a few times over at Nerd. Awesome. And um he's had that animal and it's a very, very well behaved scrub and a gorgeous scrub. So I know he takes that's like his pride and joy scrub so that's really cool to see that animal and i'm glad he entered it in so right uh, that's cool and then this might be my favorite shot of the entire calendar so well this year is we have the the we decided to do instead of doing it like a free-for-all every year of like insert your reptile and some of that where it was just way too much shit and we couldn't possibly try to narrow it down because across the board everything was insane and really cool looking we decided to give you guys um, topics. So this year was wild caught uh, animals, snakes, right. reptiles, whatever. Um, and you guys did not disappoint. There was a ton of really cool stuff from the vipers that um, Nipper Reed's found to uh, the Timorensis that Zach found and uh, the diamonds and uh, the bread lie that Casey found. And then finally we get to the winner. Yes. Chris Applin and his wild shot of the Woma Python from Port Headland. And it's got, I mean, this shot to me is like the, it's just an amazing shot with the shadows and the spin effects in the background, sort of the, the classic iconic, Australian outback sand, and there's a beautiful Woma python. You know, it's just it's an awesome shot. So it looks like it belongs in some sort of natural history book yes. about the outback and the animals of the outback. Like it looks like underneath it, it should be the history, the 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 the, the history of a Woma python. Like that, that's how good it is, and it's. Fantastic. Yes. So, so so that's everybody that won. That's the count. I think we have a, a good uh, lineup of, uh, of picks and stuff, and we'll get them over on the website and we'll get them up on the Facebook. Um, we'll be contacting um, the winners uh, so we can get the uh, best quality uh, pictures, pictures that we can. Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, for some reason you're wondering where to send them, just send it to the email info at moreliapythonradio.com and we will uh, we'll go from there. And uh, then once we get them, I'll contact all the winners and send you out your copy. And then for everybody else, as soon as we get them, we will uh, put it live and you can come by them and we'll get them out to you uh, right in time for... 
one one twenty twenty. And all uh, right, yeah. So yes, Morelia of the year. Ooh, I forgot Morelia mm-hmm. of the year. <sighs> all right, so are we? <laughs> uh, let's see. Hold on, let me pull it up here so I can look at them all again. I kind of have mine already. Okay. So, uh, I think if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. now mine isn't a Morelia. Isn't. Is not. Is it? All right. What? What's? What is your pick? I was going to go with the Barnack. The Barnack. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm good with that. Good with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do. It. We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations <laughs> <laughs> to Rob. Yes, you yeah. are uh, Morelia of the Year. Um, even though. It's formerly it's Morelia. <laughs> Whatever. It counts, goddammit. Yes. So um, that means it'll, it'll be the, uh, uh, isn't that normally the cover one is the Morelia of the year? And, yeah. And, and all their fun stuff. And Rob gets to vote next year. Bob gets uh, to vote next year. So On the uh, on the thing. So, uh, so, yeah. There we go. Cool. That's the cool. contest. Um, finally. We finally got that goddamn calendar done. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you, Australia, getting in the way again. Look at Australia. Um, I don't know. Anything else you got to hit on? Uh, I would say that um, I everybody I saw at Oaks, you know, uh, it was really cool catching up with everybody there. I saw Pedro. Um, Joe and Melissa were there, and uh, they kind of went through our uh, – they made me go through all of Australia with them right then and there. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, I would say uh, – it was a good time. Uh, Oaks was cool. Um, and I know we were going to talk about uh, getting your collection prepped for like long trips, but we kind of got distracted. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, hmm. That happened. Um, I would say that my only advice would be find somebody you can trust to look after your animals and you know can do a good job. And that's pretty much it. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, dude, it's this is like the first week where I don't feel like. Look, last week was a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it week. really was. Last week. So like, I'm finally getting back into the swing of things. Yes. Where I don't feel exhausted. Yes. And I'm trying to piece my life back together. And the snakes are like, winter? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> so um, it's really cool to get back into the swing of things. I'm really enjoying it. Um, for those of you who are interested in animals or the baby bread lie that I'm going to post up, contact me now. Because if it keeps getting much colder... Y'all are going to be out of luck real quick. I'm just telling you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably uh, actually, I think I have it scheduled for tomorrow on my calendar. I'm going to go through and take any final pictures of any available animals that I got. And um, they're going to go up on the website. And I usually shut down, like Owen said, probably as soon as we get into anywhere close to like two weeks before Christmas, I pretty much shut the the shut it down well 
And that's something to think about is like uh, some people are like, oh, can you ship at the end of the month? I'm like, that's Thanksgiving, dude. We're already starting to hit into it. And then we're going to get into December and all of this is weather permitting. So, um, you know, don't don't hesitate because otherwise it's going to have to wait till after till, till January. And I've had people who contact me expecting me to send snakes out the week of Christmas. That is a Ooh. dumb idea. That is a dumb idea. That's a, and that is that never going to happen. For the snake. Yeah. yeah, that is never going to happen. If you want to be the kind of person that buys somebody a snake for Christmas, get it now and hide it. Like, you know, this is or have it at somebody else's house till Christmas. Right. Don't don't risk it. Don't do anything stupid and don't try to guilt trip a freaking breeder into sending you something Christmas Eve, you know. Right. Or you can right. always have them send you some pictures. You can put it in and a box. And you can get it later. Like, you know, it's... The person getting the snake will understand. Uh, if they don't, you're an a-hole. Yes. Like, you know, come on. So And stop listening then. Stop listening to our show now. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So... I guess that is that. Um, we only have a few shows left lined up. Um, Holy crap! Until the holiday show. And apparently um, there's a cousin to uh, uh, the... Uh, apparently the some smoky... people from Australia were were uh, deeply offended just because I didn't do it right. <laughs> so they want to uh, come on and redo Smokey the Wombat themselves, uh, which I'm I think it for. did it perfect. <laughs> I think I did it too. I don't know why we're splitting hairs here, it's, but it's just Smokey's cousin. <laughs> I prefer, I prefer that it was Smokey was um, kidnapped and then impersonated badly because then he and I can now go back and forth forever on who is the true Smokey the Wombat. And I'm, ah. Totally okay with that. I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, like I feel it. bad though because there's a massive brush fire going on right now, and I'm like, oh, Ooh. oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's like, We're just gonna keep going then. We're just gonna um, keep going then. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But, um, okay, so for yeah, so we got uh, I I I got to contact them back, but we have uh, Daniel Natush coming on, yeah, uh, at some point to talk about his new Condro paper. Upset um, all you little chondro people out there who are still listening. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, Ari um, just got back from uh, a trip. And, Dude, uh, we get another Ari show. Yeah, yeah he's going to talk about that. Um, and then I do have the Diamond Python show um, oh, yeah. that we were going to do that we didn't do, um, but I think I might save that for the new year. I think I might okay. save that for for the new year. Um, but uh, and I didn't forget about the uh, sh- short little solo segments uh, that is still still happening. But it's become a little bit more difficult than I thought to edit th- this way. So I'm trying to come up with a way that me and Owen can record that. And, you know, I don't know. So I'm working on ideas for that, but we'll that, they're going to go away. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, I might throw the first one that I did. Just up, just so there's something there, so you get the idea what um, what's going on. So, um, possibly sometime that this week that might pop up. Um, other than that, MoreliaPythonRadio.net. Um, our email is info at MoreliaPythonRadio. You can listen to us on all the different podcast apps um, that are out there. And yeah. Um, what else can I say? For me, ebmorelia.com, um, and my email is eric at ebmorelia. You can follow 
us on Facebook, Instagram, um, YouTube, all that stuff. By the way, there is a video uh, for people. I don't know if I said this last week. Um, it's over on the YouTube page, um, but it's the search for the Owen Pelly Python is what it's called. And basically, it uh, gives you a feel for what the environment was and where we were going through and some of the stuff that we talked about um, when we were going to find that snake. And there is the shot when uh, the video when it's coming out of the mm-hmm. out of the cave, um, which you can see. And then obviously at the very end, it shows you the pictures of the animal that we found. So, yeah, check it out. I, I I got credit for shooting that video, right? Like you put that in there. I did. I don't believe you, but, um, so it's okay. Um, you did no, it. it all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, it's a cool video. I saw it and I love your, uh, your, 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 uh, your, um, uh, uh, Attenborough flow. Yeah. Your Attenborough flow. Oh, and then the didgeridoo. Yeah. I mean, for those who, who didn't know or weren't in on the joke, Eric kept finding these mountain peaks and going, I could be up there shredding on the guitar till eventually I was like, and then I'll come up behind you with the didgeridoo. <laughs> like, like as you're thre- like shredding, like, yeah. Or the cowbell, just, just like just you rocking it. Yeah, it's fine. It almost sounds like the annoying fly that keeps trying to get down. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new hatred for flies after <laughs> I understand, man. I a totally, hatred. I totally oh get my it. God. I, I never hated them until Australia. Oh my God. It's horrible. Yeah. But, um, but no, definitely cool. Uh, so I guess we'll just close it out and we'll bug out and be back here next week. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you want to go first or me? I just did. Oh shit. <laughs> Wow, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not all together anymore. Still, you're not gonna edit. Boy, boy, pay attention. You goddamn things. All right, I'm sorry. Um, uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Also, look up Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Also, Rogue underscore Reptiles on Instagram. Uh, like I said, I have several coastals, jags, caramel jags, caramel head exanic stuff, as well as a bunch of bread light, uh, het stone wash up on the website or will be up on the website soon. If you're interested in any of those, please contact me. Uh, as far as shows go, I, you missed Oaks. Um, and I'm probably not going to go to any other ones until maybe the December Hamburg show. Um, so if you wanted anything delivered, uh, you have to let me know in advance. Um, but that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening and we're going to catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. <laughs>